Welcome into episode 50 of Locked On Blackhawks here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Jay Zawoski. A lot to get to on today's Locked On Blackhawks. The Blackhawks lose Sunday night 4-3 in the shootout to the Arizona Coyotes. And oh, I have thoughts on that one. But overall, a successful little uh, swing of three games, taking five of the six available points. Before we start reacting to the loss on Sunday night, I want to tell you guys how to get in touch, especially considering Talk Back Tuesday is tomorrow. Get those voicemails in, get those emails in, send emails locked on Blackhawks at gmail.com. The voicemail number is 708 653 If you want to send in a voice text, you can just, uh, or I'm sorry, a voice memo, just hit record on your voice memo app and email that to LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can find the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blackhawks. There you can also follow my personal account at jzawoski670 and my other podcast, the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast at Madhouse Pod. New episode coming up today. Anyway, so the Hawks lose Sunday night. 4-3 in the shootout, and I'm not even going to – I'll mention it quickly because if this becomes the story of this loss, it's going to drive me insane. Yes, Robin Leonard is bad at shootouts. That's no doubt. He's acknowledged it. It's a fact. He's bad at shootouts. Robin Leonard is the last reason the Blackhawks lost this game. The absolute last reason. In fact, without Robin Leonard – the Hawks have no business being in the game whatsoever. He made three, four, five incredible saves during the course of the game. Here's the thing. And I know this is going to irritate some people, and I don't really care because this is a, a something I've been stumping on for a long time. The idea that fights turn momentum or send a message or deter people from hitting your star players myth it's a myth here's what happened when dennis gilbert stood up for alex to bring it okay the hawks were having a really solid first period decent start to the second period seven minutes in jason demers hits to bring it along the boards gilbert chases him down fights him Wins the fight clearly, gets a two-minute instigator penalty, and a 10-minute misconduct. Okay? So, in essence, obviously, Arizona gets a power play, which they quickly score on. Minute 30 it took them to score on a power play. Now the game's tied. Also, Gilbert's out of the game for 10 minutes because he got a misconduct. So now you're asking your five defensemen who are already a subpar defensive unit to stretch themselves more thin. And what happened the rest of the game? Hawks were outshot in the second period, 11 to nine. and the third period, they're outshot 17 to five. The fight that Dennis Gilbert had, yeah, it swung momentum to Arizona. I'm sorry. That is the story of this game. And I know... Dennis Gilbert's a guy who wants to stick around, and I know that playing physically, and he believes that dropping the gloves might be his opportunity to stay here, and I get it, and I'm not criticizing him for it, because if he thinks that's what it's going to take, 
to stay here. Someone's telling him that. He's getting that message somewhere that the thing to do is to drop the gloves and fight despite your team being crap on the penalty kill, despite your team having a lead. Look, if you want to get back at Jason Demers, you're going to have your opportunities. He's going to be out there on the ice. He's not hard to find. He's not. Take his number and get him later. Chasing him down behind the net to fight him for a four-second fight that, yeah, you won. Great. And your teammates all clap for you on the bench. Terrific. Then what happened? Then the game got away from you. It's not, it doesn't work. There's a reason that fighting rarely happens in hockey anymore. Teams have gotten too smart. They've done the research. They've run the numbers. And the numbers say that it doesn't turn momentum at all. At best, it's a break even. Most of the research will say, and the most famous study I've seen says, it's actually negative to fight and win the fight. They found that more often than not, the team that lost the fight scores the next goal. If Jeremy Cowton or Sheldon Brookbank or whoever is telling Dennis Gilbert to drop the gloves night after night, someone's got to stop that. Find your time later. You're a big physical defenseman. That's great. I like the way Dennis Gilbert's played, but he's not helping the team when he's not on the ice. And all that did, like I said, puts him in the penalty box on a team with a bad penalty kill that's missing Duncan Keith, right? You got Slater Cuckoo out there on the penalty kill, for God's sake. So you take yourself, you put yourself in the box, then you take yourself out of the lineup for 10 minutes. They score, they tie the game, the game gets to the shootout, and you lose the coin flip. And with Robin Leonard, it's not even a coin flip. Because I've never seen a guy look so uncomfortable in shootouts in my life. But again, I'm not blaming Leonard. And maybe I'll start to give some credit to those that say, Maybe get Crawford ready for the shootout. Fine. That's a conversation for later this week. But the story of this game is the endless parade of penalties. The Hawks had eight penalties in this game. That's ridiculous. No. Jonathan Taves takes a penalty in overtime when they have a power play in the offensive zone. Like, what are we doing here? I don't want the story of this game to be, well, Robin Leonard sucks at shootouts. It's not the story. Robin Leonard was absolutely fantastic. He stopped 44 of 47 shots by the Arizona Coyotes. You cannot ask your goalie to do any more than that. It's not realistic. You need your star players to show up. And look, Jonathan Taze was really good last night. There's no doubt about it. But to take a penalty in overtime in the offensive zone is really bad. And how often this season have we talked about missed opportunities, right? Missed opportunities to take another point and and keep two points away from Arizona, a team you're chasing. It's frustrating. And I don't know. I don't want to say they would have won if Gilbert didn't fight. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's necessarily true. You can't really draw that conclusion. That's that's unfair. But you go back and you look at that stat sheet and you look at those shift charts, and it's going to tell you that the game shifted after the Arizona scored on that power play goal. It's Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Jay Zawoski with you here, reminding you tomorrow is Talk Back Tuesday. Get those questions in. Voicemail 
0572 email locked on blackhawks at gmail.com but it is a post game show so it's time to get to the pluses and minuses of the game let's start like we always do with the pluses first plus of the game for me goes to goaltender robin leonard who stopped 44 of 47 arizona shots on goal many of them great scoring chances he was incredible six high danger shots against Five high-danger saves from Robin Leonard. You cannot ask your goalie to do more than what Robin Leonard did. I know the shootout was a struggle. I don't care. Show up for your goalie. Score on a power play in overtime. Make it work. The Hawks had... Nope, nope, nope. I'm sorry. I'm moving quickly to the minuses. It's not time yet. Jay, control yourself. (laughs) I'm sorry. I do these right after the game, and I'm very emotional. Pace yourself, Zawaski. It's a long show. It's a long. There's a lot more to go. All right. Yeah, man. All right. Next plus of the game goes to Kirby Doc, who barely effing played. Eight oh one of ice time. Every time he was on the ice, things were happening. You could say that for his entire line with Ryan Carpenter and and Zach Smith. They all played really well last night. But for whatever reason, they couldn't find the ice towards the end of the game. And you wonder what Jeremy Collin was thinking, right? Like, well, they must have been getting slaughtered in possession. Nope. One, two, and three in possession in this game. Smith, Doc, Carpenter. Smith, 65% Corsi rating. Kirby Doc, 63.16. Carpenter, 57.89. There is no reason that that line should have played as little as they played. Sorry. And these little things keep adding up. Is little ticks against I'm sorry, I'm going into the negatives again. I apologize. Got to keep it under control. Next plus goes to Jonathan Taves. Despite the penalty in overtime, 3 points. He was definitely a factor throughout the game. Uh he was a plus 1. He had 5 shots on goal. 3 more shot attempts were blocked against him. He blocked a shot of his own and won 71% of his faceoffs. Tremendous performance by Jonathan Taves. No doubt about it. No arguing. He played a great game. Another guy I thought had a good game, and this may shock you. Eric Gustafson had a solid game defensively. Good job, you know, get, like winning some puck battles Moving the puck out of the zone when he had to, yeah, he's going to have his moments where you want to pull your hair out. But overall, I think Eric Gustafson had a really solid game defensively. Offensively, he was generating some things as well. He had four shots on goal, uh, four hits, which is a high number for him, uh, and two block shots. So a solid game uh, in both ends for Eric Gustafson. Would like to see him in overtime during that power play be a little more aggressive, take a shot. There were some opportunities for him to put the puck on net but I know they're just so hell-bent on making that perfect power play all the time, and it's just not a formula for success. So Gustafson gets a plus for me. Alex Debrinkit gets another one for scoring in his third consecutive game. And when we talked on Friday, was it Thursday or Friday? doesn't matter. We were sort of talking about how the people around the league, some people within the team, some people close to the team, are starting to feel like the Hawks are kind of a bottom feeder in the Western Conference. And what I said was, I'm not ready to say that yet because I think that a lot of the guys they have 
can play a lot better, and we've seen them play a lot better and are capable of a lot more. Well, number one there, Alex Debrinkit, he's been on a tear. Dylan Strom has come back and played very well. No points last night, but another solid effort. Jonathan Taves has been scoring uh, regularly lately. Patrick Kane picked up another assist. Another guy I thought played well. Short time, but I liked what I saw in his 9.58 of ice time. Dylan Secura, in his first game this year, He's been on a tear down in Rockford, so they called him up. I was I was happy to see that. He deserves it. And uh, playing with some speed, playing with some aggressiveness, he's a confident player, and he, and he hustles. He's going to get that first goal. It's going to come. It's unbelievable that he hasn't scored yet, but it'll come. He had two shots on goal last night and uh, was noticeable when he was on the ice, so a solid game for him. Now let's get to the minuses. <laughs> First minus of the game goes to the Blackhawks penalty kill. Simply not good enough. They allow two power play goals against. Um, just, you know, it's got to be better. It's got to be better. I, I didn't think they were putting up too much of a fight when they were shorthanded. Um, so not a huge fan of the penalty kill. My second minus, another team one, uh, poorly timed penalties. Jonathan Taves in overtime. Uh, the Dennis Gilbert situation, which I've broken down, uh, you know, the first part of the show, um, not great there. And my third minus of the game is going to go to Jeremy Cowlton for not recognizing what was happening on the ice in front of him. The line that was the most effective for him all night barely saw the ice. Smith, Doc, Carpenter. And I know it's a fourth line. I'm aware of that. I know that, you know, you're not going to count on those guys for a lot of offense and it was a tie game, and you were trying to break the tie. But guess what? Having the puck in the zone with three guys who are willing to go to the net, and Kirby Dock had a great shot on goal that was barely saved by Kemper. Put those guys out there. If you got a line that's playing well and it's clicking, and you could say that about that line for a long time now, put them on the ice, let them do their thing, and look, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but at least you're putting the guys on the ice that are giving you a good opportunity to win. It's Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Jay Zawoski. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. If you've not already, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And if you've done that, make sure you've rate, rated and reviewed the podcast as well. All those things help with the visibility for people looking for, hey, I'm trying to find a new Hawks podcast. How can I do that? If it's something that's reviewed and rated, it's going to move up to the top of those lists. So those are very, very helpful. Obviously, the more hits... The more listens, the more downloads this podcast gets, the better I do and the happier I am (laughs) and the more podcasts you get uh, in the long run. So uh, thank you if you've already done those things. If not, please, please do it. And of course, tell a friend. Telling a friend can be very, very helpful. Uh, You know, sometimes people aren't really sure what a podcast is. I've had to explain it a lot. You know, it's a holiday season, lots of family parties going on, and it's like, how is that... um, that pod pado thing you're doing uh, it's called a podcast okay what is that you know you have to explain to some people older people typically uh what a podcast is and once you explain it to them and say look there's a podcast for literally every topic in the world and if you like something that other people don't like there's probably a podcast about it so check them out it's like on-demand radio you're like oh okay i get it oh, okay so how does that work for you like blah you know i gotta explain the whole thing so long story short if you're at a holiday party, you run into someone that you know is a hockey fan, a Hawks fan, 
let them know about Lockdown Blackhawks and, you know, throw in a little mention for the Madhouse podcast, too. That certainly wouldn't hurt. All right, it is a post-game show, so we're going to go down the number line as we always do, and I think you can predict how this game went. First period, despite the Hawks being in good position uh, scoreboard-wise, 42.1% Corsi 4 percentage. They had 16 shot attempts for and 22 shot attempts against. The second period, the Hawks' strongest, 17 shot attempts for, 8 against, and then the third period, not great, 34.48%, 10 shot attempts for, 19 against. And remember, these are all at even strength, 5 on 5. So this discounts special teams when we're looking at these numbers. So overall, the Hawks had a 47% Corsi rating, and the Coyotes had a 53. So not too far apart, but both teams had a really solid uh, period. The Hawks had a solid uh, second and the Coyotes had a solid third, and that's uh, how you get that split. Looking at the individuals, I already told you about Doc, Smith, and Carpenter. I said that in, in bad order. Smith was actually first on the team in Corsi rating, 65%, 13 shot attempts for, 7 against. Doc was 63.16 with 12 shot attempts for, 7 against. Carpenter, 11 shot attempts for, 8 against for 57.89. Dahan, Sakura, Kubalik, Murphy, Nylander, and Kampf all finished 50% or higher, bringing up the rear on the Blackhawks, as they kind of always do. Alex Tabrinkit, with a team-worst 28%, Corsi 4 percentage, 7 shot attempts, 4, 18 against. Dylan Strom, 8 shot attempts, 4, 18 against while he was on the ice. That's a 30.77. And Patrick Kane, with a 9 shot attempts, 4, 18 against. That's a 33.33 percentage. So your most dangerous offensive line is the one that also is giving up the most shot attempts against. Not a huge surprise. It's been that way all season long. Um, but look, you cannot break up that line. They've just been playing too well together. And whatever has gotten into Alex Tabrinkit, more of that, please. He's been really, really great over the last three games. And it's so good to see him getting results. That goal he scored against the Devils where it just kind of went to a stick and he kind of poked at it and it went in. How many shots in the weeks prior did he have like perfectly sniped, you know, the corner picked out and it would just hit the goalie's paddle or, you know, hit the goalie's mask or whatever, where he had perfect. Sometimes, you know, when you're, when things are going poorly, nothing will go in, no matter how great of a chance, when things are going right, you'll just sort of fart your way to a goal. And that's what Alex Tabrinkit did against the New Jersey Devils. So hopefully this trend continues. The Hawks have three tough road games coming up this week. Tuesday, they play in Vegas. Thursday, in Arizona. Saturday, in St. Louis. Then they're home Sunday against the Minnesota Wild. So, look, these games, these opportunities, they matter. They've got to do their be- They've got to do a better job at picking up these points and closing out these games when they can. You can't have a three to one lead and lose the game. I'm sorry. That cannot happen. You got a three to one lead after the first period. And you go and give it all up. To a team that's not they're not terrible by any means, but it's not like they're an offensive juggernaut. They scored eighty nine goals this year. That's not that's not a lot. You know, that they're they're middle of the pack. That's a team you should be able to hold off with a 3-1 lead. 
especially considering how well your goalie played. And again, I know the shootout is a toss-up, but it's not with Robin Leonard in it. He's bad at it. He's admitted it. And I think, and I'm not making light of his mental health issues, but you can tell it's almost like you know Chuck Knobloch not being able to throw from second base to first base. It's it's mental with Leonard. It's he's got a. I don't know how he's going to do it. He's 48 percent in his career, which is not good, but it's not terrible. You know, if you call the shootout a coin flip, being close to 50-50 is, that's exactly what it is, right? But lately it's been so bad, and you could see the first shot attempt against him, he had no chance. He, his legs were moving. He was not moving smoothly. You can see how uncomfortable he is in that situation. I don't know. The, the only answer to me, and I, I, don't, I really don't think that putting Corey Crawford in ice cold is going to make things much better, especially... Now think about this. You're Jeremy Cowan, right? And Robin Leonard has just played the game he played last night, stopping 44 or 47 shots, many of them in spectacular fashion. Now the shootout comes and you're going to say to him, all right, you're out. That's tough. That's hard to do. I know it's easy for us to say, and if it's a PlayStation 4 game, we're playing NHL 20, and we know one shootout, one goalie's better in shootout than another, you just switch the goalies. I don't think you can do that to a pro. I don't know. Maybe you talk to him about it and say, hey, if this was the situation, how would you react? Because Leonard's been open about his struggles in the shootout. It's not like he's hidden from it. He's flat out said, I'm bad at them. They showed a quote during the game last night on the screen that said, I suck at shootouts. And, you know, the problem he's the problem that Leonard admits that he has is it's tough for him to deal with it when guys slow down. When guys slow down their pace to skate in on the net, that's what he has trouble with. So, I don't know. It's uh, the I think the only way to fix it realistically is to just have shootout drills in practice and just hope that he figures it out and hope he gets some confidence. Maybe tell some of your guys, like, just shoot it in his glove. Shoot it at his chest. Make him feel better about himself. You know, I, I'm not sure what the answer is. Hopefully, the answer is not taking dumbass penalties while you have a power play in overtime. That could be one. Or not instigating a fight when you've got a lead, when your penalty kill is so bad and your best defenseman is out. I don't know. That's just seems logical to me. Maybe I'm, uh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm expecting too much from a team that a lot of us thought should be competing for a playoff spot. But these missed points, they're killing them. They're killing them with these missed points. I mean, if this team's got four more points, which is pretty realistic, if they had four more points, they'd have 34 points, and they would be even with Vancouver and Calgary, both of whom are tied with 34 points. Vancouver has a second wild card spot. Four points. One of those points could have been last night all right that's going to do it for lockdown blackhawks part of the lockdown podcast network your team every day remember tomorrow is talk back tuesday get those questions in i challenge you guys every week i don't want to get soft on this but i trust you but i've not seen a lot of voicemails coming in 708-653-0572 708-653-0572 lock that number into your phone so when you've got a hawks thought you're feeling fired up after a game you pick up that phone, you leave that message. No one's going to answer the phone, I promise. 
It's a Google Voice number. You're not calling my cell phone or anything. So just give it a call. It'll record the message, and we'll play it on Talkback Tuesday tomorrow. With that, again, episode 50, nothing but gratitude for me. Thank you all so much for the support. Thank you to those of you that came over from the Madhouse podcast when I started this whole journey. And to those of you that discovered me here, thank you for taking the time to check it out. I hope you'll stick around, and hopefully the season gets better as weeks go on. Look, they've taken five of the last six points. Got to be happy about that. Things are looking better. They've looked more competitive overall. So hopefully with Vegas, Arizona, and St. Louis coming up three conference games, they can pick up a handful of points there, and we'll feel pretty good about things going forward. But with that, going to wrap things up. My name is Jay Zawoski. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.